Welcome back, everybody. Today is Monday, September 3rd. We're going to introduce a new segment to the program, Talk Fantasy Football, give our week one NFL predictions. We recap week one in college football and talk a little golf. Lego. This is the Matt and Muse Show with Matt Hensler and Adam Musinski. to put the rest of the sound in later. <laughs> so, Matt Muse, faithful, uh, we have experienced a few def- technical difficulties. Um, that's why we are 25 minutes, 20 minutes late. Uh, anyways, we're just going to get at it. Uh, listen. didn't show up for work today, so. Yeah, we're going to listen, or you can listen to the show with all the musical effects and everything um, later on, I guess. Wednesday. So, Wednesday. Yeah, so I guess Muse is a little rattled. I am. I'm like sitting here. This is driving me absolutely bonkers. I don't know why it's not working, but it's not, and I don't like it. So if you randomly hear something go off in the middle, it's because I'm still tinkering with it because it's driving me that nuts. So, um, anyways, at least we're trying. Yeah. So, Matt, what's new, man? Um, well, it was a nice holiday weekend. I saw a lot of my in laws family and cousins and aunts and uncles good time did a little golfing uh spent way too much time with way too many dogs and olivia's getting huge other than that just looking forward to next weekend it was on mute <laughs> I <hate> my life <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, <laughs> nonetheless uh cool <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's new with you? Oh, not much. Um, we uh, went out camping this past weekend up to Bird Lake. Um, Jameson had a blast. He's beat, went to bed about 6.30 tonight. So, um, Other than that, his vocabulary keeps growing. It's kind of crazy. And we actually, this weekend, taught him sign language for please. For some reason, we cannot get him to say please. He'll say thank you. So we finally like looked it up, and please is like when you rub your chest like this. So now he'll sit there at dinner or whatever, and he'll want more food. So he'll do this, which is more. He'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty cool. And milestone moment for me as a father. Uh, we were playing catch um, in the lake with a little splash bomb, uh, squishy little ball, basically. And he actually started catching the ball. It's like the size of a baseball, and he was putting his hands out, catching it, throwing it back to me as straight as he can. So Olivia's diaper leaked under a onesie today, so that was fun. Nice. That was after a week of the flu. So (laughs) 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 we've been around the the totem pole a little bit, but nonetheless. I'm glad to hear he's doing better. Word. Uh, We put out yesterday, I think it was, yeah, uh, favorite beer you've had. In the past two months. You know, we do a lot of sports questions on our question of the podcast, but we decided to go in a different direction. Um, and just what have you been drinking and what do you like recently? Um, we've had a few responses so far. Uh, Better Half from Founders, which just came out recently. Very tasty beer. Um, Jolly Pumpkin, El Meloso. Not sure if I said that Wait, right. Wait, sounded out. It's not how you say it, but that's how I say it. 
Eisenstock White Berry Ale. Always. That's good beer. It is good beer. Good beer. Um, solid gold, two-hearted. Hmm. Andrew's a homer. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Well, so we were talking about this. We before the show, we were really concentrating on what our favorite has been. What is yours? Um, most recently, last week, I was in a local drinking hole. They had on tap from Bell's Pomegranate Forsman. Forsman, mm. um, Berliner Weiss, tasty beer. Uh, pomegranate, fruit, tasty fruit. Combine the two, is very delicious beer, and it was like 85 degrees outside and very refreshing. Nice. I recommend it to all you beer drinkers out there. Good stuff. Cool. I wish you can find more of it. Right. Vine, um, I went to Gray Line Brewery over in Grand Rapids. We had a wedding there a couple weeks ago. Um, I was not feeling the greatest that day. Um, I thought, pretty sure we touched on that in the last episode. <laughs> um, me and beer, man, it's not the best reputation lately. Um, I tried, it's called Strawberry Rye So it's a strawberry fruit IPA rye. Very, very good. Um, a couple other ones that we had there, uh, the Rambler, as well as Cirillo, which is double a pale ale. Um, all their beer was good, but that strawberry ripa, maybe because I was really hungover and just was, wanted something that fruity. could choke down real quick. <laughs> but uh, all their beer there is really good, so I was I was impressed. Absolutely so. wonderful. Wonderful. Um, as far as new things keep going, we decided to start a new segment of the podcast, um, and this is just going to be quick hits of the last two weeks. Um, we're going weekly now, so it's going to be quick hits of the last week, but just small little topics we both kind of put together, want to touch on real quick, just throw out there. Um, obviously, if anyone has any comments, feel free to reach in, but um, we'll go from there. So, uh, biggest news, Ohio State, Urban Meyer, spent the first three games. Um, he's able to coach during practice and everything. What are your thoughts? Um, if he's suspended, he should be suspended. I agree. Why let him coach in the practice? Just not to coach in the game. I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. I think he should have just been suspended outright for at least a season, just having plowed over the program. But nonetheless, it's over. It's done with. We're moving on. Still think they're going to be a good football team. Moving on, uh, Manu Ginobili announces his uh, retirement. Um, the, as you say, originator of the Euro step. Yes, sir. I absolutely agree with that. It's nice watching him play. I'll miss him. Good player. Think of this. Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker are no longer with the Spurs. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. They were with the Spurs for a combined, what, 60 years? Yeah. I think they were literally together for 16. I think Manu, maybe it was 14th, and maybe Parker was the last one. But, yeah, now none of them from those championship runs are even on the team anymore. That's unreal. Um, Hockey Town, no more. Little Caesars Arena. They have taken the word Hockey Town out of the center house logo. What are your thoughts? I blame the Pistons. It's stupid. It was like the last little glimmer of hope of the 90s that we had. Um, we earned that right to call it Hockey Town. I hope if we start doing better, it comes back. I understand they're but, trying to move on. I completely understand the rebrand, but it's Hockey Town, man. It's yeah. the logo. For sure. Uh, Zetterberg could be done in Detroit. Probably is done. Probably is. It's about time. Next captain, 
probably Dylan Larkin. I think so. Why not? Go young. He's young. Absolutely. Get everyone you want. It's it's a new era for the Wings. Rebuilding era. Hopefully they rebuild. Exactly. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. They are red hot. Um, they had an incredible August finishing with a 22-6 and record. They're back in the playoff hunt. Um, they're flirting with first in the wild card. Um, I don't think they're going to end up catching the Cubs in the division. They've been on fire. Um, pay attention to them. They're hitting their stride at the right time. Oh, yeah. Cardinals will be all right. They're going to make the postseason. They're going to make some make some heads turn. Um, moving on with baseball, though. The uh, Tigers are on their way to 100 losses. Yeah. They can only win seven more games in their final 24, and they hit 100 losses. Um, and they could be, as far as I know, history, three teams in the AL Central could be 100-loss teams. That's bad. That's insane. Yeah. And they're they're right now a third place in the division, but they're going to be a 100-loss team, the Tigers. So that's cool. <laughs> third place, 100 losses. Weak Big. Division. <laughs> Yay. Big Ten Network suspends Braylon Edwards from TV gig as feud with Jim Harbaugh intensifies. Apparently you, saw you, can't, uh, you can't go on social media and blast your alma mater as a former player when you're part of a large TV network. Um, he's had some choice words about uh, Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan game this last weekend. And he's now on suspension, which I think is funny. Yep. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell still hasn't signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he has a $14.3 or $5 million um, tender waiting for him for a franchise tag. So all you, uh, all you fantasy owners out there, cross your fingers. Yeah. Uh, teammates think he will show up on Wednesday. Um, nothing's been confirmed or denied from Le'Veon's camp, but may not play week one. Very good chance. Buffalo Bills this week uh, cut both of the punters on their roster, which is funny because why not cut them both? Um, they have since then uh, picked up a free agent that formerly played for the New England Patriots as their punter. I've never heard him before. I've never heard of most of the people on the Buffalo Bills roster this year, so I'm not too worried about it. Ooh, random cool fact. Darius Rucker saw shot a 68 this past weekend at Polcat in Mount Pleasant. I didn't even know he was in town. <laughs> Hootie. That, Chris. Like it. Um, <laughs> news breaking today. Uh, Nike has just named Colin Kaepernick one of the faces of their 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. Apparently they've been paying him this whole time. At least somebody is. Right. That's all. God. Alrighty, uh, moving on here. Talk a little fantasy football quick. I don't so, know why I do it. No, we all know why. The well, question why. is, why do you write an article saying the reason is to get away from your wife and then it's your not, wife saw it? You're reading too much into it. No. I'm saying at one time, some guy wanted to get away from his wife. I'm one saying time. I was that guy this time. But yes, that was a point in my article. Um but fantasy football, I do it every year, and I always lose money. I never win it back. And I continue every single year picking up one to two extra leagues just to dump more money into because why not put money into Olivia's college fund and when I can <laughs> spend it on fantasy football. So uh, how many leagues are you in? This year I'm only in three, thank God. <laughs> only three? Only in three. Last year I was in five. Oh my god, are you serious? I didn't want to be in two of them. 
I didn't want to be in three of them. But then I was. So okay. uh, this year's I've only got three teams, and hopefully I do okay. Some of the leagues are a lot of fun. Really excited for them. So Matt's got three leagues. Explain the audience because there's I don't know how many people know about like a dynasty league. Explain your dynasty league. To so my new league this year, and I'm doing a bunch of buddies of mine. Um, we are calling the dynasty league, and in this league, there's ten teams. There's 25 roster spots per team, so 250 players got drafted in this draft this year. Next year... That's insane. It's unreal. I mean, I was drafting people just because they were rookies, because the way that this league ends, it caps at either 10 years or somebody wins back-to-back champions. How many? Is this year one or two? Uh, This is the first year. Okay. So we are... uh, When we went through our draft... We drafted 25 players. Next year, we have to keep 20. Um, after that, we can only draft rookies next year. So we fill up those five roster spots with the rookies. The draft will be over in 20 minutes. That's nice. Which is kind of cool. But when you're drafting, you're kind of drafting for the future. So typically, you'd get a an Aaron Rodgers to go very early on because he's a very good quarterback. He's going to score a lot of points. But being such a high heavy keeper league um you have to draft young players so you want to keep they're like oh three years he might be worth something so it's drafting for the future as opposed to winning only this year which kind of makes it tough but it's a lot of fun um well i don't know yet i hope it's a lot of fun. right it sounds <laughs> like fun because it's not you have commitment for 10 years possibly it could only be two depending on who wins but it's you are literally building a dynasty and a football team rather than just for one season and cutting and dropping players just because you need points to, hey, maybe like last year Odell got hurt, you can still keep him because... Yeah, you'll need him next year. Right. And it's it's just like Madden when you when you had the the fantasy draft dynasty. Oh, right. You could do it. You can pick whoever the heck you want. But it's So far, it's been fun. Nice. And if you die, you actually have to leave your team to a successor. Are you serious? Yeah, it's in the rules. That's awesome. So don't go dying. You guys all young? Uh, Relatively. Okay. That doesn't mean anything. So (laughs) You've seen how I live now. Right, right. Yeah, you'll be the first one to go. Um, So you had three drafts. I'm only in one league. um, And actually, my wife is also in that league. Bad idea. I I involve (laughs) my significant other in what I do. Shana made us food. Of course she did. <laughs> um, so we put down a couple questions. Um, I guess I'll let you pick what team you want to go after. But um, how, I guess overall, how did all your drafts go? Uh, relatively well. My starting lineups, both teams, I'm happy with. My backups are subpar, very subpar. Um I definitely uh, definitely bought really high on somebody that I'm not super proud of, um, mainly because he's suspended right now. But in the, I believe, fourth or fifth round, I took Mark Ingram, and he's out for four games. Four, yeah, it's four. Three or four. That, But still... That's that's a good pickup because that's a touchdown guy. That's your short yardage guy who's going to be when it's third and one from the goal line 
he's going to punch it down the middle. So, yep. My other first round pick in my other league though was David Johnson. Happy with that one. Very happy so, with that one. It was his Achilles, wasn't it last year? Broke his wrist. Her wrist. Okay. Yeah. Do uh, you... Somebody's like, oh, he got hurt last year. He broke his freaking yeah, wrist. But... I mean, you can't. Hey, come on. You you really think he's going to do good this year? I I don't know. I think he's going to be a very good running back this year because Arizona's going to have a heavy, heavy run offense again. Okay. But, I mean, it I makes sense. My, I just my thoughts, but. I, I feel like he had that one breakout year, and since that has kind of been slow. But I know he's been injured. Broke, broke his wrist. Yeah. So. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so how's, uh, how's your team looking? Uh, looks good. Um, stretched on a couple people, which we'll get to later. Um, overall, I'll take it. Antonio Brown, Stefan Diggs. Of course, you picked Antonio Brown. Fire up, Chiz, baby. Oh, I'm God. surprised. So I had the fifth pick in the draft, and it was rated where running backs always, you know, top four suggested picks. So I was looking at it, and I knew who was drafting in front of me. And there was a couple of Chippewas that did. They passed on Antonio. So Because they're smart drafters. No. So he fell to me at number five, which I just took without even thinking about it. But got my boy A.A. Ron, his big old contract, Jimmy Graham. Um, I actually did go after Carrion Johnson. That's wise. So did they I, get him I, late? Uh, mid. I thought it was later than what it is. But I got him, Marshawn, ended up taking uh, LeGarrette Blount too. That was actually my last pick, LeGarrette Blount. He fell. Um, but, yeah. So who – was your biggest steal? Ooh. Ooh. I think. Well, you th- you want me to do mine while yeah. you think? Okay. Um, I, I, you, I went for a backup quarterback later in the draft. Found Jared Goff in round 11. Okay. I thought, hmm, St. Louis Rams, lots of points, lots of offense. Why not give him a whirl? I think. I think he's be one of those in like those dynasty leagues would be like the perfect pickup because then you could sit on him for a couple years. Honestly, he's probably going to play one week, and that's the week Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Um, but I mean, his QB rating last year was one hundred point five. Um, what twenty eight touchdowns, seven picks. I for a late round pick, I had to do it. So I also should say that in this in this dynasty league. Oh, and I'm in. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. We got, I've, we should have prefaced this. I'm in a 12 team PPR league. Okay. That that does change things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I should say that in this dynasty league, uh, we have a what we call a super flex position. It can be a wide receiver, running back, tight end, or quarterback that you put in that slot. Um, later in the draft, I picked up three quarterbacks, all young, all people. I was really happy to pick up late in the draft. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, and I think third to last pick, uh, Brett Hundley, who obviously is a backup in Seattle right now, but has proved that he's going to be a good quarterback someday. Do you so. think that'll be with Seattle, though? No, 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 no. He'll get traded. He did. When he went to Seattle, he didn't get a whole lot. He didn't get much of a contract at all. No, and it was for, I think it was a sixth-round pick or seventh-round pick, so it wasn't for much at all. No, no. So he, he'll he end up getting traded away right now. He's just going to be there getting a few reps in, and that's about it. Right. Um, but someday Brent Hundley's going to be something. Hopefully it's in the next ten years when I'm still in this uh, little league here. <laughs> that's a that's a fun league. We should do a Matt Muse Dynasty League next year. Oh, jeez. 
but you can be in charge. Oh, you need good. more to yeah, do. Yeah, because I'll definitely set it up then. That's what I need is more fantasy football to set up. Right? At least we can all go up to your house and Shannon can make us dinner. Oh, she makes some mean food. <laughs> oh, man. Um, who did you buy high on? Uh, like I said earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Mark Ingram I bought really high on uh, simply because when he does come back, I know he's going to be worth it. Um, I also bought pretty high on Julio Jones in one of my leagues. Who um, he's had some really good seasons in the past, and he still got Matty Ice thrown to him. Um, but I don't know when he's going to plateau, and I hope it's not this year. It's coming though. I know it always does. It's coming fast. Yep. Um, I also went kind of high on Derrick Henry, running back for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he'll probably be sharing a few reps early on in the season, so I don't know if that was the wisest choice, but only time will tell. That's just tough about drafting 25 players right. in the team. Yeah, at some point you just have to draft people to draft people. Oh, I was, like, by the end, I was just drafting people because they were a rookie, and that's really the only reason. I mean, it, it gets real tough. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I stretched for Aaron Rodgers in the third round. Um, that would have been... 12, 24, 29th overall pick. Um, he, he was on the board, and, you know, he, it's just one of those guys you got to take if he's available. So I, I went for it. It worked out. I hope. Well, I guess I hope it works out. If he gets hurt again, then I'm screwed. Uh, go with Jared Goff. But I don't know. I take it. I like it. I picked Aaron Rodgers I mean, my second overall pick. Really? Yep. I don't think that was too high, though. I had Leonard Fournette as a keeper in the first round, and it came back to me. Right. Once I picked a quarterback, it went boom, 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 four quarterbacks in that round. Yeah. Like, That's just it, too. Once, especially quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, defense, once someone starts, they just go, 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 go. Yep. And it was Aaron and Tom Brady. Then there was a drop-off before it really gets to your next tier of quarterbacks. So yep. if you had the opportunity to take one of those two, you have to take them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I had the opportunity. I mean, the, the league – the other league that I, mean, I know is confusing because I'm in two important leagues right now. And the right. next draft is this upcoming week. Uh, but in the first round, there were 10 keepers out of 12 teams. Um, and it came back to me. I was second to last pick. And the guy in front of me picked a running back. I went Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I already had my running back. I went Aaron Rodgers. Larry Fitzgerald had his keeper late. Um, he's still old, but he's still going to be the the top target in Arizona. Exactly. Any touchdown pass is going to go to her towards him. Really, he's going to be the first option off every play. Just oh, he help. has great hands. Yeah. Great hands. He, he can catch better with one hand than I can with three. He, he reminds me of that stat um, that Kelvin Johnson had when he was still playing, and it was he can catch anything within a radius of a two-car garage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, but then you think about it, you're 6'3", tall, long, and quick. Eh, I can see that. But go stand in a two-car garage any of those things. and tell me if you think you can do that, because I guarantee you can't. No, I would, I, I would never, never say that I could. So who do you think is your safest pick, pick with most promise, pick that'll do best for you? Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, hands down. I think he's going to have a monster year. He's young. He's, what, this is a sophomore season, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, 
I'd say 90% of players go through their uh, quote-unquote sophomore slump. Don't see that with him. Uh, he's a powerful, powerful dude. He's going to run people over like he did last year. He's going to have a breakout season again. And he knows, and the team is built around him. I mean, they're, he's the centerpiece of that offense, and everyone knows he's who the ball is going to go to before anyone else. Oh, yeah, and Jacksonville should have a decent season. I mean, they got the best – uh, defense, yeah, um, minus yeah. Mainly, mainly Minnesota, but Minnesota plays in a tough division. Right. Jacksonville plays in a much easier division. Um, so when they have a good defense, they're going to start circling around their offense and having their centerpiece in the backfield. They, I mean, it's going to be ball to him probably two thirds of the game. Right. Yeah, that defense is going to grind games out, and having a running back like like Leonard Fournette being able to run uphill and side to side is going to give you the the ability to grind games out Saxon, but maybe. they don't need to do that in the first half <laughs> <laughs> prove that was wrong last year uh i think mine was actually antonio brown um of course, it, it, of course fire up chips oh my god oh my god <laughs> keep talking no i I mean, Ben's going to be slinging the ball around, and especially if Le'Veon starts keeps playing this BS, man. Ben's arm doesn't fall off, that old man. Even if it does, I mean, they just cut Landry Jones. I forgot who their backup is now. But they're still going to – I mean, he's the number one option on that offense. Oh, no, he I mean, is. yeah, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but he'll be pr- proven. He's, gonna, he's got a lot of growing up to do, though. Exactly. And – um, AB is proven to be that number one option. Um, Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs. Those are the two backups. Oh, yeah, I trust them. More than Landry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's the pick that you you got and you thought, hmm, I'm going to trade this guy or drop him pretty quickly? <laughs> I already did. <laughs> Des Bryant. <laughs> That's funny. The best part is I did too. <laughs> I uh, 14th round, so the second to last pick for me, I took a backup tight end, Austin Hooper. Um, I actually traded him for another tight end, Tyler Eifert. Um, I think I there, I got who's my tight end here? Jimmy Graham. So he only needs to play one game, but I ended up pulling off a quick little trade. To what I, I thought. Give I, uh, I dropped Des Bryant, picked up Jamison Crowder. Uh, it's same age, I'm pretty sure, but at, right. least he's, at least he's on a roster right now. Um, Des Bryant came out and saying that if he does come back and play this year, it's going to be late in the season. Yeah. Um, good for him. The problem is nobody's going to want his attitude. No. The only t- reason he's going to get picked up is somebody's looking to make a playoff push. Um, he's good. He's just he's a basket case. Yeah. He's a head case. Um, and fantasy-wise, obviously, I didn't need him right now. <laughs> but oh well, it was second last pick of the draft. Uh, figured I could hold on to him long enough, but I do have one suspended player and two questionable players already on my bench, so I didn't need somebody that wasn't even in the league right now. Seeing as I only have five guys on my bench in that league, right? But, so, <laughs> just got a message from Melanie. Thanks for the trade, babe. Yeah, because she is who I traded Austin Hooper for Tyler Eifert with. You should have traded Des Bryant to her. I didn't. I don't even think Des Bryant got drafted in our league. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> I'm gonna go look that up actually. Right. Now. I wouldn't pick him up. 
No, I again, I think he will be one of those players possibly later in the season. But at that point, I, I understand you're going to pick him up if you're trying to make a playoff push. Look, I get it. But why? I don't know. I just don't like, oh, I'm not even going to play for till the end of the season. Well, you know what? Screw you, man. Yeah, he's not owned by anyone right now in my league. Any of you uh, bowling fans out there, 23 years ago tomorrow, Roy Munson fell short to Big Earn McCracken by two points at Reno, Nevada's Odor Eater Championship. Thank you, Chris, for that uh, tidbit. You want to be our intern? <laughs> <laughs> he's spouting facts left and right, man. Well, it's, it's from a movie. There might be a job opening on here pretty quick. <laughs> we can't pay you. Someone might get fired. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know how to set anything up. Oh, what? A, I Like I did. I did it wrong. You did do it wrong. Well, I did it right. Then I did it wrong. <laughs> I just don't remember how I did it right. I thought I wrote enough notes down, too. That drives me nuts. Um, so, yeah. Started a little late, but Facebook has been real. Uh, coming up, we have Beer of the Podcast. Back to the podcast. The FedEx Cup is making some rule changes, and we recap week one of college football. We give you our week one NFL predictions with our guest picker, Steve. Oh, yes. It's that time of the week where Adam gets to have a beer. I opened mine already. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exciting beer, my man. It, I was pumped, absolutely pumped to see this beer. We got from Deschutes in Bend, Oregon, Fresh Haze IPA. So I'm a huge fan of their, their Fresh Squeezed IPA. Um, which is a West Coast style IPA, delicious beer, one of my favorites. Oh yeah, um, this Fresh Haze IPA is a West Coast brewery's um, adaptation of a New England style, and it's it's killer, killer, it's killer, killer. So it still has the New England haze and juice, but it has the West Coast twist to it. Um, so you still get a little of that pine flavor, but and it's not overly juicy like some of those hazy IPAs are, where it's like you're drinking orange juice. No, this still has hop content, hop bitterness. Um, I I think it's fantastic. Um, this uh, might be one of my new favorite beers. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it was funny when we were doing the favorite beer we've had the last two weeks or two months i really wanted to say this i'm like no it's weird podcast me too, me too. I, uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be weird i agree cheers brother cheers oh man so good um good job guys open to shoots word bend oregon michigan keep it up let's party let's party uh <laughs> <laughs> golf league couple weeks left Still in first, still rocking it. Oh, just still in first. Still in first. No big deal. NBD. Uh, oh, I hate when people say that. NBD. 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 Oh. NBD. Matt and Me's golf tournament Woo! this weekend. Holton Lake. You'll see us live videos. I'm sure you'll see plenty. We will try and keep them appropriate as we can. <laughs> um, but yeah, eight guys. 
scramble, two-man scrambles, uh, Stableford scoring 36 holes. Winner take all. It's going to be a blast. we got 18 in the morning, lunch, 18 in the afternoon, going to a local watering hole, drink some beers, eat some food, have a good time, and maybe do some battle golf on Sunday morning. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Shane and Olivia, I'll miss you, but uh, I'm excited. I'll miss Jameson and Melanie, too. <laughs> now that doesn't sound sincere. Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, PGA Tour FedEx Cup. Now talk professional golf. They're looking at changing some rules. We're almost professional level, just so everybody out there knows. Yeah, no, we're not. I parted a hole by myself yesterday. <laughs> oh, good for you. From the white tees. Anyways. That was the Reds. FedEx Cup is looking at changing its playoff format. So right now, um, the FedEx Cup is four weeks, four tournaments, 125, 100, 75, 30, or something like that. Um, but they want to avoid what happened last year, where in the final tournament, um, Xander Scoffel won the tournament, but Justin Thomas won the FedEx Cup because he had most points. So what they're looking at doing is going through three weeks of the the playoffs, the way it's currently set up. So then those last 30 guys will all then be given like a handicap, not a handicap, they'll be given strokes. So if you're the FedEx Cup leader, you will start the season finale at 10 under par. And the rest of the 30 golfers will then be staggered according to their position. So you could be at 10, second place could be at, nine or I, I don't know how they're going to do it or anything but this way it gives the fedex cup current first place person a little more of an incent or a little more chance of actually winning both because you don't want to be like oh cool you won the tour championship but you didn't win the fedex cup to so. me the, the biggest news about this to me is professional golf they don't like to change things no um they say this is how it was 20, 30, 100 years ago. <laughs> this is how it's always going to be. They don't like to change things. So when they have to do these little things, like this is what you can wear and what you can't wear, um, this is how you have to play certain shots and that will never change, this is huge. I mean, they're completely changing the way that a tournament and the entire Cup Series works, which is unheard of in a sport like golf. Um, so it's really more revolutionary than a lot of people that are really giving it credit for. And yeah. it's a very good move. Absolutely beautifully smart move. Um, beautifully smart? Beautif- I couldn't come up with the right <laughs> adjective. You're good. No, it is. It, <laughs> it, it'll it be interesting. I'm, like I said, the playoff was something new. Uh, the FedEx Cup, you know, that was a new project for them, you know, 10 years ago or whatever when it started. Uh, so I think that they're looking at, hey, how can we make changes to make this better and more entertaining um, is a good thing, and hopefully they do. That's, that's what I got. So I think it's a very good move on their part. Yeah. Uh, college football, uh, just wrapping up. I think there's actually a game tonight. Yep, Virginia Tech, Virginia Florida, Tech State. Florida State. Florida State playing right now. Um, I was camping all weekend, so I actually did not pay too much attention to it. Um, I did know Michigan State won, not by as many as they were supposed to, and I did hear uh, Michigan lost, kind of got their butts whooped. Adam, 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 it was a great week in college football. As you know, a lot of week ones, uh, it's 
some really good school against some school that didn't even know existed until they played my football. Yeah, like Appalachian uh, State. Yeah. <laughs> they got him again. App State was very close to making another upset, and it was exactly 11 years to the day from when they upset U of M. Um, I will never forget that day. That was the most one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in college sports. Uh, but quick rundown of the important games over the weekend. Michigan State, uh, they're my boys in green. They won by a whole seven freaking points. Um, what I've noticed in the last few years, their first couple of games of the season, they like to play down their competition, which is really frustrating to watch. Um, but they end up winning a wins a win. Uh, they had a really nice play by their, their linebacker to sort of seal the game for him. He tipped the pass up and then intercepted it. It's really cool to watch. Wisconsin, of course, blew out Western Kentucky. We knew that was going to happen. Alabama, of course, blew out Louisville 51-14. And Clemson beat Furman 48-7. Why they still play Furman, I'll never understand. Um, Urban Meyerless, Ohio State, played Oregon State. Uh, but are they really Urban Meyerless? Oh. Not really. Urban Meyer is still coaching them six games or six days throughout the week. And then, oh, it's game day. I can't coach you today, but I'm going to be just outside the stadium walls. Uh, and I'm going to know what's going on. But you know what to do because I'm not actually suspended. But they beat Oregon State 77 31. A couple close games, though. Auburn and Washington, 21 16. Uh, Auburn, slight upset. Number nine upsetting number six. Um, that was a really entertaining game to watch. As we said, App State, they went in overtime with Penn State, lost 38-45. to uh, Nittany Lions take their, their first game of the season, still ranked 10. And then one of the late games, Saturday night, Michigan-Notre Dame. First time they played in four years. The first time that Jim Harbaugh has coached against Notre Dame, the first game where Jim Harbaugh has four years of all his recruits. The first game Shea Patterson plays where Mr. Quarterback Whisperer Jim Harbaugh brought him in because he wanted him. And I bet you two-thirds of the plays, they ran the ball. Their left side of their line was pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. It's like Swiss cheese. There's holes everywhere. <laughs> it was miserable. Um, the most basic stunts, as and Steve, who we're going to talk to later, pointed out to me earlier today, basic stunts in the line. They were getting through. They were making sacks. They were tackling for loss. It was it was weak. It was bad. Um, Michigan, still by a lot of people, are favored to win a lot of games this season, which they could. They absolutely could. But if they play like they did again against Notre Dame on Saturday, it's going to be a long, long season for them again. And yes, they have the hardest schedule in the, in, in the U.S. this year in all of college football, but that performance did not show me very much. Um, but in all, it was a good first week. Uh, there were some ranked matchups. Always good to see that in week one. Uh, these next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit slower with not as big a, big a gains coming down the pipe. Uh, but college football's back, and that's always an exciting time of the year. Central lost. I was sad. That's that was my good input. Game too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, until the, uh, the first half. Um, that's when Kentucky kind of pulled away. But fire up chips, still still, still going strong, still trying to get them. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was up north, not great service or anything, so I was not really paying attention. Um, so, yeah, I guess this upcoming weekend we'll be golfing. I probably won't pay attention much then. Um, but we'll do our best. I'll probably 
have more than what I have right now. Because I also have some time to so recap. More than nothing? Yeah, which oh, good. Sh- should be easy. Um, shouldn't be hard to get to. So, on to... I'm doing a segment by myself. Right? You're going to do another one here in a little bit, too. <laughs> NFL Week 1. Coming up. It's here, baby. It's back. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. just got paid. Highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Um, uh, $95 million. Um, $65 million guaranteed. I believe it was a five-year extension. Um, A-A-Ron. Four my years. Boy. $134 million contract. That's a lot of money to bring that baby in the world with Danica Patrick. Oh, yeah. Baby will be fine. Aaron Donald finally agrees. Six-year, $135 million contract. Stay with the L.A. Rams. Jerry Jones, uh, he wants an 18-game season, or 18-week season, excuse me. Um, So instead of 16, go to 18. Take two preseason games away from the beginning of the season. And his philosophy is uh, it's going to lessen injuries. I don't understand why no. he would no. think that. <laughs> Honestly, you're going to injure more of your starters by having them play more games. Because the preseason, I, I get it. I hate it. Um, I do. I don't like the four games. But, okay, this is how I look at it. Game one, let's try and see what we know what we're doing. Game two, a couple tweaks. Game three, dress rehearsal. Game four, last roster spots. It all makes sense to me. Absolutely. I don't watch it. I don't like it. I don't either. But I understand to prep for what we are given coming up on Thursday night, it makes sense. Yes. And if I have to get teased with it for a month in order to get my final product for the next four, I'll take it. Yep. And it's I, I don't agree with what Jerry says. Um, 16 games is a long enough season. It has been for number of years now there's no reason to change it just because it might prevent injuries i don't see how that's going to happen you're just forcing your star players to play more like like muse just said so i don't agree with it we'll see if it makes any steam makes any waves in the the owner community which i don't think it will the biggest push behind it that i can see it's going to be an opportunity for these owners to make more money which of course jerry jones came up with this because he's <laughs> mr i'm going to make as much money off make as much money as money. I can. Uh, but other than that, I don't see any sort of successes coming out of that. Not at all. Uh, the other big news that I saw over the last couple of weeks um, was Teddy Bridgewater uh, being traded to the Saints. Um, the Jets had a crowded backup, or not backup, crowded quarterback situation uh, with Sam Darnold and Josh McCollin. Uh, so they trade away Teddy Bridgewater, which I believe will give Sam Darnold that starting position in week one. But Teddy Bridgewater, as we all know, former Minnesota Vikings quarterback, yep. uh, ACL or Achilles? Uh, I believe he was an ACL. I think it was an ACL. Uh, so he missed all of last season uh, until I think he played part of the last game or something like that. Um, but he is now 25 years old. He's going to sit behind Drew Brees, who is 39 years old, for at least one season. Um, I think the Saints are looking at this as possibly being the successor to Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees has two years on his contract, so it'll be 39, then 40. Teddy Bridgewater at that time would be 27. It's it's a it's a smart move. Yeah, um, it I really think so is. too. Drew, Drew's getting old. What's what I find strange is the Saints could actually make a really deep run this year. Yeah, they have a very good team. Yep. Um, and this yeah, this is planning for the future, but the Saints are notorious for being ones to plan for right now. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater is such a 
different style quarterback than Drew Brees is, they're going to have to change their offense up mm-hmm. if they want to bring him in. Um, no, he's not going to see the field unless uh, Drew Brees goes down this year. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a weird, weird New Orleans offense um, once he becomes a main player down there. Do you think though, sitting behind Drew Brees, he may change his style of play? I it, I mean it's it's a possibility, mm. but he's I mean he's played in other offensive other offenses that are very different than the Saints, and he has thrived and played well. Right. Um, it would be tough for New Orleans to make him change his style of play just to conform to them. Right. I feel like if you want him to be your quarterback once Drew's gone, you're going to have to make your offense conform to whatever Teddy wants. Mm-hmm. That's essentially exactly what they did with Drew Brees. Take Drew it. Brees is a gunslinger, so let's spread it out. He can yeah. throw to whatever. He can make any receiver in the NFL look good. He's that good of a quarterback. Um so Teddy's not that. Teddy's the guy that rolls out and he throws to his favorite targets, and that's about it. But he can also run the ball really well. Exactly. So it's a different style, but we'll see what the future holds. I'm excited to see New Orleans play this year. I think they're going to do big, big things. I think so, too. I'm excited for it. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for Thursday. Um, so, yeah. Uh, on to our picks. Our picks. We're here Working. with Steven. Hey, Steve. Uh, Marana, uh, you won this week's uh, celebrity pick. Well, I guess guest pick. You're not much of a celebrity. A celebrity? Not really. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> give us a uh, uh, brief rundown of who you are. Introduce yourself. Uh, I am uh, one of Matt's friends. Sadly, um, I know that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt described me best. I'm a fat guy that sells healthy foods. So you know that's nice. pretty much. <laughs> Alrighty, well, Steve, we're happy to have you on. Um, you ready to get going? Yeah, let's go. Alrighty, well, we're gonna start with the Thursday night game: uh, Atlanta at Philadelphia. Who do you got winning that game? Uh, Philly, all the way. There's there's no real Super Bowl hangover for the champs. Um, Nick Foles is still solid, and Atlanta can't score a touchdown to save their life. Julio only had three TDs last year. That's gonna continue. You see, uh, I went with Atlanta. I think Matty Ice is going to come out of the game hot, and uh, they're going to put a big game together against the Super Bowl champs. I agree 100% with Matt. Oh, well, that was fun. Yep, that's all we got. <laughs> all right. Sun, or Sunday, game of the week. Uh, Dallas at Carolina. Who do you got in that one, Steve? Uh, Carolina, Dallas lost Dez, uh, their tight end on their all pro center is out for the first couple weeks. Zeke pretty much has the entire team on its back. And, uh, I trust Cam McCaffrey and Carolina's defense. They'll get the win. Same here. Same here. Um, Zeke can't carry that team. Absolutely not. He doesn't have the experience. Um, they're going to, they're going to fold under pressure. They absolutely are. Dallas can have a rough season. Third-year running backs taking that team to win. Going to the playoffs, division champs, calling it. <laughs> so, Adam went with Dallas then, all right? Yep. <laughs> Only time I'll ever pick the Cowboys. Cowboys. Sunday night. Sunday night, big boy A.A. Ron playing at home against Chicago. Who do you got, Steve? Uh, this will shock some people. I think Chicago is going to win this game. Oh. Uh, defensive players don't take as much time uh, to get adjusted since all Mac has to do is hit someone hard. 
Uh, Bears defense is stacked. I believe in their running game. And uh, defense wins games. And I think the running game will slow Green Bay enough. Uh, I'm actually betting the under on this game. I think they're going to slow it so much down. See, that's where you're wrong, Steve. Defense doesn't win games. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. We're looking at one game right here. Aaron Rodgers, he's got potentially a pregnant girlfriend. And... uh, And he's going to want to go win one for baby mama here. And he's got a whole bunch of money to prove himself for. So Green Bay is going to win this game, hands down, no doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't care what you say about Tom Brady. And they're going to win on, they're going to win on Sunday night. After missing the second half of last season, I think he's due for a breakout. And I think he's been sitting there getting the itch. He wants to win, and he's going to do everything he can in his power to do that. And I would be afraid of Green Bay this season. Next, we got uh, L.A. Rams at Oakland. Steve, what you got? Uh, L.A. all the way. Uh, they had yeah. the best offseason, and uh, Oakland had the worst. Uh, L.A. easily wins this game. Gruden is going to have a tough go of it this year. I had L.A. Uh, I just changed to Oakland recently. Like a second ago. A second ago. Literally a second ago. Uh, biggest reason is... Gruden, uh, it's Gruden. I can't bet against him yet. Uh, obviously, they didn't have a good preseason. They didn't have a good offseason. But I can't against, bet against John Gruden yet. He's proved to be successful too many times in the past to bet against him now. Um, so, come on, Oakland. Even without Khalil Mack. Well, even without Khalil Mack. The team, the team was going downhill before he left. Uh there's a Gruden's doing something for a reason. We just got to wait to see it. I'm with Steve. I'm taking the Rams. Super Bowl losers, <laughs> NFC enough. champs. Fair enough. Um, all right, last game, New York Jets at our Detroit Lions. Steve, what you got? Uh, I mean, Detroit, you, it, you got a rookie quarterback making his first start. Although the Lions defense was middle of the pack or worse in almost every category, Darnold and Isaiah Crowell do not scare me at all. Detroit all the way. I agree with you. Uh, yep. New York's going to have a rough, rough year again. They finished last year poor. They're going to start this year poor. Uh, Detroit's, they're going to win. That yeah, should be an easy win for them, especially at home, especially open up the season. Uh, man, it's a Monday night game. So, come on, boys. Let's do it. Don't give me a heart attack game one. Yeah, I agree. Go Lions, baby. Let's get this. All righty, Steve. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, buddy. All right. Talk to you later, boys. Absolutely, brother. Bye. Awesome. That was Steve. Uh, NFL picks, RNFL picks. Um, Like I said, we will be doing that. Um, It'll be coming up again probably actually tomorrow or something. We'll we'll get the next post for week two. And, again, we encourage everyone to share your posts. We will do our best not to repeat guests. Um, But, yeah, and then at the end of the day, everyone will be able to get into – chance to win a little prize pack and everything so but if um, we like you i mean we might have you on again you never know yeah i mean not to pick just just to talk because we, 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 we like have talking. that ability now yeah we're cool really cool that was really awesome. that was really cool <laughs> i think i think he was playing us in the background though i think we got a little feedback yeah whatever we'll, we'll make it work um question for you though yes sir yes, you sir. talked a lot about the raiders how they're gonna be good i you, you do realize that you did not have them making the playoffs no i did not talk about the raiders being good I talked about week one, 
I expect something big out of John Green. Okay, okay. I just no, want to clarify no, that. No, I, I do not expect the Raiders to make the playoffs. I do not expect them to win their division or even come close. But um, even though Khalil Mack's gone, I think John Gruden's got something up his sleeve. He's been too good of a coach and too crafty for too long to just let the team go to hell. That's okay. my thoughts. Take it. Uh, cool. So MLB is winding down here. Uh, we got just over three weeks left of the season. Uh, and there are lots of teams still in it. And there's one team that has no shot. It's our Detroit Tigers. Uh, 301 odds to win the they, World Series. They are the only team currently with um, odds to win the World Series in the triple digits. Next closest one, I believe, is 80-1. to 1. Um, and we have a 300 to 1. Um, so that's bad. Surprisingly, <laughs> though, which, which I thought was very surprising, uh, the Dodgers have the best chance to win right now at 5 to 1 odds. Uh, yeah, they're coming out of the NL, and they're not quite as strong right now. Um, I mean, the, you look at the AL East, you got the surging Red Sox that are still killing it, and they got 10 to 1 odds. Um, but the Dodgers come alive at the right time. They got a good rotation. They got a good bullpen to back them up, and their their starters are on fire right now. Everybody's hitting the hell out of the ball. It's good to see. Um, currently, Aaron Judge is still out. He took some swings off the tee today. He should be back in a couple weeks. He hopes to. Uh, that's really going to help that New York team out. Do you think he's going to come back doing what he's been doing though? He he's had a down year, I'd say, compared to last year. Yeah. Um, not that he's played bad by any means, but last year he was the guy. Uh, now they have filled other voids in that lineup to make him part of a bigger, I guess, plan. Um, with John Carlo Stanton mashing the ball out there, that short porch in right field, um, and not even that long left field either. I think Judge will be all right. He'll come in healthy. Uh, they still get a really good chance to make a decent push in the playoffs, and I think he'll be okay. Um, Max Scherzer, big news for him. He's joined in a very elite group um, at his first consecutive, fifth consecutive <laughs> season with 250-plus strikeouts. Those are big numbers, huge numbers. Um, he's definitely a Cy Young contender, if not a shoe-in winner for me this year. I agree. Um, funny thing happened the other day. This was, I believe, Sunday night, uh, maybe Saturday night. Uh, Daniel Pelkham, the Chicago White Sox, homered twice, kind of, in an at-bat. Uh, it's definitely a video worth looking up. He mashed the ball down the right field line. It was followed by a foot just past the foul pole. And he initially was given a home run on it, ran around the bases, scored. And then they said, nope, foul ball. <laughs> so later that at bat, he mashed a ball down the right field line. Obviously fair this time. It's the first time I've ever seen somebody have to trot around the bases twice in the same at bat, which is really funny. That's crazy. And Javi Baez, my Javi. contender for NL MVP. Uh, Javi Baez, the Chicago Cubs, the tag artist of the middle infield, um, the midst of a 30 home run, 100 RBI season. Uh, he's killing it. Absolutely killing it. He's good. He's real good. Um, it's, but all, yeah. it's all about salsa, baby. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of the season. It's exciting. Playoff baseball is my favorite time of the year. You got playoff baseball, you got NFL, and you got NHL all starting up at the same time. And it's awesome. One of the best awesome. times in sports. Um, 
So speaking of the NHL, which isn't that far away itself. No, less than a month. Less Thank than God. a month from the NHL. I need NHL. some hockey, man. Hey, oh, oh, big hits. Come on. Um, only, this is a true fact, only 11 goalies in the history of the NHL have scored a goal. First one being in 1979, and the most recent one, in, I believe, in 2013. Um, so that's something that you can take to your next party. So 11 goalies. Do you know it's 14 goals? Do you know who has multiple? I'm putting you on the spot now. Oh, man. Because I, I saw this. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to go look it up. So I looked it up. So now I know it. Uh, Played for a long time. Recently, too. You'd give up? Oh, yeah. I'd... Mr. Martin Brodeur. No, He's the only him. one with multiple. He had three. Him. He had three? Yeah. He's got a hell of a slap shot from the other end. Right? Well, he was... Never really in goal. He just kept doing whatever he wanted and didn't <laughs> care who else said anything. But no, That's pretty amazing. Martin Brudier. Yep. 20, yeah, 2013. Against the Red Wings. Of course. <laughs> Lovely. Stupid Red Wings. Oh, gosh. All right. That was our show tonight, guys. Um, we're going to keep working at it, trying to get better. Um, again, we'll take Collins now, man. If you, want, you got something to talk about, holler at us. Which is uh, cool. It was fun. You can call us, 989-372-1391, or email, madmusicgmail.com. Let us know if you got something cool you want to talk about, or interesting, or anything. That's okay. Facebook, <laughs> Just Instagram. Just want to chat, that's cool, too. Twitter. <laughs> Madmuse.com. Find us. Look for us. Always. Uh, this episode, uh, I guess it already is Wednesday if you're listening to it, so there you go. <laughs> we'll be back. This episode's airing right now. Right now. <laughs> we'll be back uh, Monday in a week, less than a week, if it's Wednesday, five days. Um, <laughs> getting used to this still, but it's going to be fun. See ya. See ya. That was the Matt Muse Show. Thank you for listening.